Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's talk busts for the 2023 fantasy football season next on Fantasy Football Today in 5. Welcome to FFT and 5. I'm Chris Towers. I'm here with Dan Schneier, and we're going to be negative Nellies today. We're going to talk about y- the problem with the bus conversation, right? Is like, I always want to be wrong about my bust picks every single time. This is one of the things where it's like, oh, you guys are haters. And it's like, no, I would like my bust pick. We'll start it off with my pick, and then Dan will give us three of his. And mine is a player. I love, I think DJ Moore is a top 12 wide receiver in the NFL. I love the the fact that with really poor quarterback play over the course of his career, he has shown the ability to be a like move the chains possession type receiver. He's been a high volume alpha number one wide receiver. And there was that one weird year where the Panthers used Robbie Anderson in short area and intermediate stuff. And DJ Moore was more of a downfield specialist. And he was awesome in that role too. I think he had 1100 yards primarily as a downfield specialist. And so that ability that that's like what Stefan Diggs was doing in Minneapolis and the Minnesota, the, the comp that people will make is DJ Moore getting traded Chicago. It's going to have an effect on Josh Allen or on Justin Fields, the same way Stefan Diggs did with Josh Allen. The thing is, Josh Allen threw about 100 more passes uh, in his first year with Stefan Diggs than he did his last year without him. If Justin Fields throws 100 more passes next season, he's going to throw about 480, which would still be a bottom five uh, pass volume offense wow. in the NFL. I think that's a realistic goal, but Justin Fields, I think he was either scram- he either scrambled or was sacked on 25% of his dropbacks last year. It's just... The way he plays, even if they do dial up a bunch more pass plays, this is still going to be one of the lowest volume pass offenses in the league. Let's say DJ Moore gets 25% target share on 480 passes. That's about 120 pass uh, uh, targets. You have to be really, really good to be a high-end number two wide receiver on that low of volume. And he's certainly t- talented enough to do it. But it's just, you know, he's like wide receiver 15, 16 in the consensus rankings for Dave, Jamie, and Heath. He's like a fourth round pick in a lot of drafts right now. And I, I just can't justify that. I think if you want to bet on DJ Moore having that kind of impact on the Chicago offense, just bet on Justin Fields. Make him your number four quarterback or your number five quarterback. I think that's a better bet than DJ Moore becoming, you know, a borderline wide receiver one in this offense. 
I, I'm right there with you when it comes to DJ Moore. He will be on my bus list as well. Neither of us have taken him yet in the mocks, and I don't see mm-hmm. it either of us doing that at his yeah, price. He, he's more like wide receiver 25 for me. Who's a, who's a bust pick for you this year? I have a few. I'm going to start with one that's a little – I'll try to do the more high-profile ones, dude, sure. too, because it's fun and uh, more fun. And I'll say this about bust, too. I want to make my little preamble as well real quick, Chris. Calling someone a bust is more so saying we don't like them at their current the value. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So like, it doesn't mean this guy is going to be like not worth anything. So for me, one of the more high-level ones for sticking with receiver is, is going to be CD Lamb. Sure. Because I just feel like without Kellen Moore going more to that Mike McCarthy-style offense, which is the yep. same 11 personnel with the two outside receivers and the slot guy always lined up the same way, it's not good for passing game. And I think Brandon Cooks is going to have a much bigger role than people are expecting right now. He's a player I'm higher on. But as we get further down the board, I have some just total avoids. Like last year, one of my big let me Let me add one yeah, thing. We t- I yep. talked about this with Dave yesterday, but another big thing, the Cowboys the last three seasons under Kellen Moore's offensive coordinator were first, second, and second in neutral offensive uh, play rate. So how fast they ran their offense with McCarthy, his last three seasons in green Bay, he was never higher than 19th. So there's going to be a big drop in volume in this offense as well. So it's just, if, if CD lambs as good as he was last year and nothing else changes, except the pie is smaller, he's going to be a worse fantasy player. And Brandon cooks is obviously, I think a much better player than anyone that the Cowboys had alongside him last year. All right. Sorry. I interrupted you. Give me your next bus pick. No, that's okay. Last year, I, I made a lot of, you know, I I don't want to say, I picked up a lot of value, I should say, by just totally avoiding the Steelers' pass game, every mm-hmm. single player in that pass game. That's going to be the Bucks for me this year. I can make a little bit more of a case for Chris Godwin because he'll get those layup throws, and I, I guess you can grind out uh, some yards there, but Mike Evans is a total bust for me this season. Uh, I look at that team, and I'm just like, there is no point for them not to turn to Kyle Trask once and if, and I'll say once and if because it's a when and if situation, they're not winning with Baker Mayfield. And once they turn to Trask because it's almost like a tank type state, like who's going to give up the opportunity for Caleb Williams, a, you know, a generational type quarterback prospect just to grind out more games with Baker Mayfield if he gives you a better chance to win? It's not the Bucs. They're not going to do that. They haven't shown any signs of wanting to do that this offseason. I mean, they're going with Rashad White basically only at running back. So I look at look at the Evan situation and once we get those Kyle Trask games we're going to start to see these 135 160 180 type passing yards box scores which we start to see from these really bad quarterbacks and there's just no way to get production out of Mike Evans or really anyone with those types of box scores so he's a total avoid for me yeah the other thing that I would add there is I saw this stat actually just before we were recording I can't remember who point put it out on Twitter but sorry apologies but it was Tom Brady's sack slash scramble rate was like 3.5% last season. Baker Mayfield was almost 11%. So you're also just losing. They're going to pass a lot less than they have the last couple of seasons, no matter what. And then you're losing a bunch of pass attempts with the change from Tom Brady, who's always going to get the ball out to Baker Mayfield. Do you have another bus pick you want to give us? Yeah, we'll go we'll go to the running back position here. And there's a few guys I just can't understand. I'm going to start with Travis Etienne, who's uh, close. I think I saw him. I don't now have it up because I have the receivers up. But I, I think he was consensus 10 or 11 in our mm-hmm. rankings. And I just don't understand the Travis Etienne case. Uh, me and Adam and I just went over this on Beyond the Box Scores. Adam's really high on Tank Bigsby. I am as well. The rookie they drafted in the third round. That's pretty good capital. He was a complete running back at Auburn. And this stat was pretty interesting. Last season, Travis Etienne was one of the least efficient red zone running backs. And Tank Bigsby had five carries inside the three. And he scored on every single one of them at Auburn against SEC-level defenses. 
ETN offers almost nothing in the passing game. That's only going to get worse, in my opinion, with Calvin Ridley in the mix. If you're Trevor Lawrence, are you really going to throw to your running back when you have Calvin Ridley, Christian Kirk, Evan Ingram out there? I just don't see it. Didn't happen last year. I don't see it happening this year. So if he loses red zone, doesn't have much of a passing game role, is a really poor processor as a running back. Still fast, still super athletic, still an interesting player. Not someone I would have any ranked anywhere near my top 10, though, at running back. All right, that's going to do it for FFT and 5, and I promise next time you hear for us, we'll be a little more optimistic. That's going to do it for the bust episode of FFT and 5. We'll see you next time.